Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Jeff Hurst, the Trevor Brooklyn and Billy Bones, a Paolo Di Carlo, a West Ham United, more than just a podcast, more than just a podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. It is. Well, it's sort of episode. It's still season seven, so that means it's episode forty. We're in between seasons, so let's call it episode forty. Tonight, as a special one-off, uh, we have Nigel. Where are you, and what are you doing? I'm in my shed, trying to get the World Cup on my phone. Russia's gone three uh, now. No, no, uh, John, no, George, but by uh, popular demand, back is Ian Dale. Uh, good evening, Ian. Where are you? What are you doing? You mean popular demand by nobody whatsoever? By one of our seven new, uh, listeners. <laughs> um, Who's I, got a question for you later? I am in my sitting room in Pembury near Tunbridge Wells in my shorts, uh, trying to get the Russia match to come up on my screen. But I, was it on BBC One? It is on BBC One. Excellent. Excellent. Right, so um, it's a little bit. To, a little bit has happened since we last spoke. So just to remind everybody um, and and the um, presenters as well, the last time we spoke, we just announced that we'd got a new manager, which, by the way, is Manuel Pellegrini. Uh, since then, well, we've got a director of football, um, and his background staff, I think, are about to be uh, announced. I'm not going to pronounce them all again because we had problems last time. But we've signed our second player today. Um, maybe we should go back to the first because we haven't spoken about the first and get your your views on it. But the first was Ryan Fredericks from Fulham. Um, he was a free agent, but there's no such thing as a free agent in this world. Uh, multi-million pound signing on fees and agent fees were involved. He's earning 50 grand a week, which might upset some people like uh, Declan Rice, but we'll talk a bit more about that later. Um, and he signed a four-year contract. Uh, let's start with you, Nigel. Good signing, for, good first signing under Pellegrini? Um, you certainly hope so. He, he hasn't got Premier League pedigree. I think he was at Spurs, but never really played in the Premier League forum. And then it's been loan deals and lower league football, got into the Fulham team. He obviously did well for Fulham last season. 
they didn't seem to put up a fight to keep him. I don't know if it was a money thing or whether the deal was done already. You know, signing players without Premier League experience could be classed as a gamble. Um, looking back, Antonio and Creswell are two successes recently where Byram perhaps is 50-50. So I prefer to wait and see once they play and then judge um, once I've seen him. Um, two questions before I move on to Ian. Worth 50 grand a week, and do you think he's he's going to get the first start in that position? Uh, well, if he's getting 50, is, he worth, is any player worth 50 grand a week? You know, when we pay doctors and nurses a lot less than... Oh, here we go. Well, no, Come on. He, he's football's fans seem to check their brains in at the door when they talk about wages, and they go, just pay him the money, just pay him the money. But they all bone when their grandmothers are stuck on trolleys. All right, doctors and nurses, uh, street uh, cleaners and everything apart, uh, in the Premier League is 50 grand. I think it's a lot of money for a player that's never played. Yeah, for a championship player. I think it's a lot of money. That's me personally. I do. And do you think you get a start? Well, yeah, I'd like to think he would for that price, to be fair. I mean, if, if you feel... Zabaleta didn't put a foot wrong last yeah. season. Well, that's my point. Only yeah. this one he... game. So, yeah. But at the end of the day, Zabaleta's not the future of West Ham, is it? And the quicker Fredericks get no. bedded in, the better. Yeah. Ian, what do you think of Fredericks? Um, didn't know a lot about him before he signed. I suppose I've, I knew of him, but that was about it. Looking at the videos um, that, that appear on YouTube, I mean, he does look a good player. But um, I've always thought Sam Byram is quite a good player. He came from Leeds. What did he cost? Was it three three point five million, something like that? Something like that. Um, yeah. Yes, he has been injured quite a lot. But I do wonder what Ryan Fredericks offers us that Sam Byram doesn't. Um, is he going to be a first choice, as Nigel said, with, with Zabalata not having done anything wrong last season? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe he'll spend the first bit of the season learning from Zabalaza. Who knows? But 50 grand a week um, for a player like that, that's quite a lot of money if he's just going to warm the bench most of the time. And, and hmm. fullbacks don't generally get on as subs, do they? So, um, But you see that there's a lot of... When you look at the signings that we either have made or we think we're going to make... There's going to be an awful lot of players who are very dissatisfied. Um, I know we're going to talk about Declan Rice later, but mm. Um, mm. I mean, if we sign the cent- well, we sign one central defender, probably going to sign another. Um, he's, mm. he's going to be a bit bit annoyed. So, I mean, I think Ryan Fredericks, judging by what I've seen from the videos that I've seen, looks a really good player. I'm not going to say anything else, but I, I do wonder if he's going to play every match. And I think the important thing is, I mean, he wanted to come. This this was a a setup, you know this. This deal was done back in January, right? So this is not it's not a Pellegrini one. Pellegrini signed off on it, is my understanding, along with a number of others. But this one is a you know this this was a David Sullivan's uh, deal, uh, probably picked out by the scouts under both Moyes and uh, and, and possibly even Sullivan Billich before that. So. Um, it's it's one they've had their eye on for some time. All of these players that we're either signing or looking at now, none of them seem to be Pellegrini players. No, no, but Pellegrini's 
veto. We'll talk about some of this later. Pellegrini has vetoed some. Um, so some of the ones that have been linked in the paper have just been vetoed, including, you know, Jack Wilshire and... Um, is that right? Is, is Jack, Jack Wilshire definitely off the agenda? Because I De- thought he might have been absolutely, back on Absolutely, absolutely off the agenda. Yeah. Unless there's going to be some kind of battle. Um, but the medical teams, I, I know there will be people who say, but he hasn't been injured in a long time. He's he's not the kind of player Pellegrini's looking for. He's not the kind of player the board want to buy. I, I've asked various questions to various different people behind the scenes, and the answer comes back consistently. In fact, they've got bored of answering it. You know, oh, well, there's been another rumour about Wilshire. Is it possible you've changed your mind? And it's no, 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 no. I think it's wishful thinking from his agent. He's a boyhood West Ham fan, but that's about it, I'm told. It's it's more from his side than from the other. Let's move on to our second exciting signing, which happened today. Um, this was a signing that's been rumoured for a long time. It's a Diop from uh, Toulouse, which where I was just, just last week. Um, and I, w- I wasn't part of the deal. This was a deal, uh, it, it's been well reported, it's 25 million euros, 22 million pounds. Um, the deal was quite easy to put to bed, actually, despite, I mean, in, in January, Barcelona were after him. Um, in, in the past, Real Madrid have, uh, has scouted him, so have Liverpool, so have Arsenal, so have Crystal Palace, so have Everton, so have Spurs, uh, you know, you name it, pretty much Chelsea as well, by the way, Inter Milan, you know, I could go on. They all saw him as a possibility. Now, you could say, but none of them actually went for him in the end, um, and West Ham have signed him. But but those who follow Clarence Hugh and those who follow my Twitter will know, uh, and X was hinting at this, there was a problem. Now he's signed, I think we can reveal what the problem was. Uh, and, and the problem was... Um, the agent wanted rather a large fee to sign this this 21-year-old who hasn't got proven Premier League experience, um, hasn't really made for a name for himself in the international scene. He's a captain of the under-21s for France. Uh, and he wanted a rather, I'm not going to reveal the exact amount, but he wanted a rather large multi-million pound fee for the deal to be done. Now, I don't know what's happened. All I can do is report what's been reported by the French press, who are usually quite spot on with this. So we know it's a £22 million deal. It's a five-year contract, two oh, right, for here. a 21-year-old. Um, interestingly, and I'll say this, there was a signing-on bonus of £2.2 2 Maybe that came in at the last minute. Wages of around £67,000 a week which is pretty massive for a uh, a, a 21-year-old. Um, but we have our man. He signed. We've seen the obligatory uh, picture of him holding the shirt today. Let's start with you, Nigel, again. What's your view of the whole malarkey of getting him signed and paying that much money for a 21-year-old, unproven? Um, again, it's possible that it's a gamble as he's got no um, Premier League experience. Um, coming from the French club, he's used to losing. So perhaps he may fit <laughs> in at West Ham. 
<laughs> Even though I hopefully won't get used to losing that much. Um, it's another one. Let's see. Uh, you know, you, we can all reel off players that we've signed from abroad that have done well, and we can all reel off players that we've signed from abroad that haven't done well. Um, if I generally think with a player like that, you probably got to give them six months to bed in before they pick up the pace of the Premier League. It's a lot different to French football. Maybe being a defender is easier than being an attacker coming from that style of football. Um, he's going to be up against, apart from when he played Paris Saint-Germain, he weren't really up against top quality forwards, which perhaps six or seven Premier League clubs will have. So let's bid him in. You know, he's a player for the future. He's the right age. The pedigree's there with him, with his background, a French under 21. It's a lot of money. The wages is a lot of money. The, the only thing about it is, not sitting on the fence or looking for negative, but a signing like that can destabilise some of the existing players there. In when they look at the wages, word gets out, everybody's going to know who's earning what. And people are going to be looking mm. at it thinking, well, what has he done for this club to get that wages? Where perhaps other players may say, well, I've done more and I'm being offered less. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I'm, I've seen videos of him. He look, He's a bit of a beast. He's a big chap. He's got the pace, which is what we're told Pellegrini is looking for. So, but I, I, I get you right. He's a gamble. You can't go. You know, apparently Marco Boogers look world class on video. We all know how that turned out. Let's bring in Ian. Uh, what, what do you know about Diop? <laughs> Um, Diop is, I mean, again, someone I've never heard of, but you look at his track record and as you say, he's, he's captained his country at every level so far um, and is tipped to get into the French main team, I think. Um, he's, what, is he six foot four, six foot five? And, and we, we haven't had a really, really tall defender like that for quite some time, I think. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. I think he could be quite an exciting signing. Um, he's going to certainly provide a little bit more competition at the back. And I, I suspect Winston Reid is maybe looking over his shoulder a bit, as well as Declan Rice. Um, but the, the, the wages, though, you think for somebody that young, fairly inexperienced, that is a huge wage. And what is this 2.2 million signing on fee? When do you pay a player for that when you're already paying their club 20 million or whatever? That's a bit unusual, isn't it? Yeah, so we'll have to see on Diop. Um, uh, the news, we're recording probably an hour after the, the news has been official. Um, we probably need to know a bit more about this guy um, and how he's going to fit in. So uh, like you guys, I, I think Nigel said at the beginning, you know, he's, he's probably not going to go straight in, um, straight away. But but you're right. Where where does it leave Winston Reid? In my view, he's surplus to requirements, and they're they're probably taken off for him if they can they they can get get rid. I know that sounds awful thing to say, um, but also I hear when you say you don't you don't think he'll go straight in. You're seriously saying we're paying twenty two million pounds for a player who isn't considered a first-choice defender. That, that's just Well, I, I just think, like Nigel said, can you just can you afford in the Premier League to put someone without Premier League experience straight into the first game against Liverpool away is probably what I'm saying. Do you, do you need to 
build him in. Well, don't pay don't pay twenty million for him then. I mean, he's he's going to be there all pre season. But his age dictates that price. I think he's twenty one years of age. He's a player that, if he becomes the talent that a lot of people think he is, we could sell for forty million in two three years time. Yeah. Well, let's see. It's not up to me. It's up to Pellegrini. Um, and Pellegrini, I'm sure, will take him away to Switzerland and make a decision and look at the training camp and whether he's ready to go in straight away um, against Liverpool Anfield um, on whatever it is, the 18th of August or whatever the, the, the first date of the game is. 11th, I think, which I, I have corporate hospitality tickets for that. Have you? Yeah, do you know, two, was it two or three years ago, a friend of mine's got a season ticket there, and um, we went up. I'd never been to Anfield before, and I was amazed at how small it was. I thought it was going to be this cracking big stadium, mm. and they were, still, they were still rebuilding one of the stands. And in the end, um, I got, uh, for reasons I won't bore you with, um, we got into the director's box. So I was sitting there in the director's box, and Sullivan and Gold weren't there. And at half time, I got up to go and have a, a drink, and I heard this um, bloke shout out, "Ian, you've put on a bit of timber." And I looked round, I thought cheeky sod, but actually he was talking to Ian Rush. So <laughs> I made, made my well, when, when you said your drink, was it your your favourite tipple cranberry juice? But <laughs> yeah, it was. It was actually a it was a brilliant day. It was a nil nil. But I mean, to get a point at Anfield was always, um, I thought, quite impressive, and it was it was a really nice day actually. And the Liverpool fans really, really friendly. Did you bump into the London Mayor Sadiq Khan? Uh, no, no. You, you mean the the Arsenal supporting Liverpool supporting Sadiq Khan? Well, he. I, I'm sure you saw in the Freedom Information letters I managed to get yeah. between himself and uh, Karen Brady. Uh, she offered him to come to the Liverpool game, and he admits in those letters to being uh, partial uh, a Liverpool fan. No, he is a Liverpool fan, but do, I remember Perhaps doing he's just the, an arse. Uh, oh, <laughs> I couldn't say that. But during the mayoral campaign, he was pictured outside the Emirates with Jeremy Corbyn, who is a genuine Arsenal supporter, yeah. with an Arsenal scarf around his neck, which um, I'm not sure got many votes from White Hart Lane. But there you go. Mm. You know what politicians are like, isn't it? They'll they'll do anything for. Uh... I mean, look at Jeremy Corbyn's tweet yesterday, wishing England luck with the wise, <laughs> with the wise words of the Scottish Bill Shankly. I bet, mm. yeah, well done. <laughs> well, here's what about the... bloody Nicola Sturgeon supporting Iceland? Can you believe <sighs> all the bloody money we send up there? And you think she could I know. support England? She's playing to the crowd, Ian. Playing to the crowd. <laughs> An interesting fact I'll tell you about Liverpool. I know it's not a Liverpool podcast. Um, very recently. Uh, West Ham and uh, LLDC, who or E20 Stadium, who own the London Stadium, have been in court for many, many weeks doing something called expert determination. This is where a independent lawyer looks at the contract and is deciding things. And this has been about some really boring stuff like Sky TV in the corporate lounges, draft beer, look and feel of the stadium, all these kind of things. And they couldn't decide who to choose, both sides to choose, um, as an independent that they were both accept. And the person they chose was an absolute ardent and passionate Liverpool fan. True story. 
It wasn't That's a really interesting, interesting well, story. Well, <laughs> our, our, our absolute, they were hanging on every word. Yeah, I know. What a, yeah. what a pity you don't have a tumbleweed sound effect. I used to. I used to, and I don't anymore. <laughs> right, let's move on to our third signing, which hasn't been announced yet, but will be announced tomorrow. It's the biggest non-secret uh, in West Ham transfer news, and it is Fabianski, who didn't play today for Poland. Uh uh, against his new future-to-be teammate, uh, Chiarty, who also didn't play. Well, he played for three minutes. Um, Why did he only play for three minutes? He's their captain, I don't, isn't he? I know. I, it was a bit bizarre. I, I haven't got to the bottom of that. I'm sure that's a story in that. But he's their captain. There was this... The West Ham... Um, website were making this big thing, you know, he's going to lead Senegal out, and he came on on the 87th minute. Bizarre. Well, maybe he's injured a bit. Maybe, maybe. So, Fabianski, 7 million, 50 grand a week, 33-year-old on a three-year contract. Um, Pretty much admitted it already to Russian or Polish media while he's out in the World Cup and sort of said his goodbyes. Um... Going to be announced tomorrow. Uh, let's start with you, Ian, this time. Good keeper signing to replace Joe Hart? Well, a friend of mine who works at LBC, who's an Arsenal fan, his brother's a football agent as well, um, I said to him today, what, what, what did Arsenal people think of Fabianski? And they said, an absolutely fabulous goalkeeper. Um, I'm, I don't like signing players from relegated teams because there is a reason that these teams get relegated and it is the players. Now, by all accounts, he had a reasonable uh, a reasonable season last season, but um, I'm slightly underwhelmed. Uh, I don't know whether they're intending to buy a top-class goalkeeper and he would then play second fiddle, which, of course, would mean Adrian would be on his way. Um, that seems to be the rumour. But, I mean, who mm. who is that keeper going to be? Stoke want 30 to 40 million for Jack Butland. Um, yeah. We could get possibly Tom Heaton from Burnley, who would, would certainly be my second choice, or, or even Nick Pope. But, I mean, they, they are all, any of those three is going to cost quite a lot of money. Um, but I, I don't know. Fabianski doesn't, doesn't, doesn't make me moist, I've, Sean. No, I, I think they're, uh, I think there's other uh, priorities than, than getting a top goalkeeper. I know they would have liked Buckland, but but we'll talk about why possibly not uh, in future transfer news. Um, Nigel, does Fabianski get you moist? No, but he's a good keeper. Um, I think he's a good signing for a good price. Uh, again, in the past, we've, we've signed players from relegated teams. And possibly they've they've not really, you know, Freddie Picky on springs to mind, um, who ended up taking us down. But uh, as a number one, there's a bit of a grey area there, isn't it? At at the end of the day, is he better than Joe Hart? Looking at last season's form, probably yes, even though Swansea went down. It's a team game. You can't just blame the keeper for when the goal's flying past him. He, no, he did but a lot we're of good. about to sign one of their defenders, Alfie Mawson, by all accounts. Um, and mm. look, everyone says what a cracking player he is, but he was part of a defence that shipped in a huge amount of goals. Now, we've got a defence that shipped in a huge amount of goals, so you could say, well, anything might Well, be we better. shipped in more goals than they did. Yeah, I know. So, it's... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. It is If you subscribe to the next level, 
uh, mantra, which I don't, then obviously I think really you've got to be looking at it and thinking what is going on. But where I'm looking for stability, let's settle down another four or five years in the stadium and see what happens, then I think they're both good signings. Well, if Molson comes well, off. What do you think they've said to Fabianski there? Because I think it's a very odd move for him. If he's not being promised to be the number one, why would he come to us? Um, because he's 33, he's not getting any younger. So you would have thought he would want to go to a team where he was definitely going to be number one. Now, if they haven't said to him, well, actually, you're probably going to be number two, we're going to look at signing somebody else. I mean, that's going to come as a, a bit of a blow to him if he suddenly finds that they do sign Tom Heaton. I mean, okay, you can say great to have competition between two top-class keepers. Fantastic. But I'm not sure he's going to be very happy with that. Well, the thing is, West Ham haven't bought or actually paid money for a keeper for about 10, 12 years uh, yeah. for any of them. So when you look at the fact they've put £7 million uh, down against him, on, on instalments, by the way, yeah, I hear one of the delays was they were haggling over the payment terms. And wanted it to pay it down. Seven million. That's a lot of money. When yeah, yeah, it's still seven million. Backup keeper. Which it's five million plus add-ons, is I hear, but it's a seven million in total. That's, that's a lot of money to pay for a backup keeper. Who's the so, most expensive yeah. keeper we've ever? Is it Rob Green? No, I think it is now. Rob Green weren't seven million, was he? I don't know what he was. No, I think I think Fabianski is, is the most expensive keeper we bought. Which is incredible when you think about it, because if you, if you believe in building your team... Courses for back, courses, though. Phil Parks was a world record yeah. signing. 500,000. So, yeah. So, back in 1979, we broke a world record signing mm. Phil Parks. So, it's horses for courses, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's move on to the... the, the uh, the next signing. So, following the signing today, and you know, I, I we got a little tip off before the international, uh, before the official announcement it was going to happen, using our senior sources. What well, we've been told today at Clarence Hugh is that there are at least three more signings: one centre back and two attacking midfielders. We're told that they're still working on Mawson. Uh, West Ham are putting a bid in through intermediaries of 20 million. I think um, I'm told Swansea have lowered their initial estimates. I think they want, I mean, they would talk of them wanting up to 40 million for Mawson, but I think they want about 23. Uh, so we're not that far apart. And I think that Pellegrini, I'm told, still wants another centre back. Again, that means something to Reed and, uh, and Rice. And therefore, I, I do believe this deal will be sealed for about another £23 million. But the real exciting one for me, and we'll talk about that in a minute, is is the two midfielders. They want, I mean, again, no secret, they want Philippe Anderson from Lazio. Uh, we all know that, that Javier um, Pastor didn't happen. He's going to Roma. They're going to pay him one hundred and seventy grand a week. Un- incredible. But a bid went in today to Lazio, including add-ons and all other kinds of things, totals, and I'm going to say this really clearly, £37 million sterling. That is a club record and a half. I'm going to say it again, £37 million sterling. So that is next level, isn't it, Nigel? (laughs) No. It's not. No? No. 
Oh, what have we got to do to no, please you, you miserable bastard? Hold up a minute, yeah. Next level for West Ham is breaking into the top six. When the top six teams are spending 60, 70, 80 and upwards million pounds on players, that's what you need to do. When Man City this, were bought by Arabs and said, we're going next level, they went out and spent 30-odd million pounds the first day the Arabs turned up yeah, on Rubinho. Now, that's next level. Yeah, that was a statement of intent. No. I'm not knocking the signing. I don't know the player. Oh, they could they could buy they could buy Neymar, right? If they could they could buy Neymar and Messi and Ronaldo, and you'd still say, well, they still haven't won anything yet. Next level. So, well, it's not next level until they win anything. You're being facetious there, yeah. And oh, I hope that's how you use the word, but because I'm sure that's what it's like. You're being facetious there. I'm going to use it again. See, facetious. Uh, you've been, yeah. And disingenuous. You sure I'm not being disingenuous? Yes. Yeah. In, in what you say there, because is Anderson a next level player? I don't know. I've got, I can't say I've ever seen him play. Is he? What? what he's a Brazilian, isn't he? No, he's so Brazilian. He's, in the World yeah. Cup. he's played once for Brazil in 2015. No. Right. Right. Okay. There you go. But he's a good player. I've no, I've no doubt. Let's see him in the Premier League. This is a Pellegrini. This is a Pellegrini choice. Right. This wasn't one that was being tracked by West Ham or scouted by David Moyes I'm, or Billich. This is a Pellegrini. Go, I'm buzzing over this signing. I can't wait to see him in a West Ham shirt. I think, why? Because I'm glad to hear you say I've, that. I've never seen him play for Lazio. I don't watch Italian football, so I don't know how good mm. he is. I trust the judgment of Pellegrini to a point where if you look at Pellegrini's record at Manchester City, which is all I can base it on, and he did well there, but I don't know was that with players. I didn't really look at Pellegrini much to say, did he sign a lot of good players at Man City or were the best players the ones that were already there oh. from Mancini? Okay. So uh, right. he ain't done to sit there and say, oh, it's a world record transfer for West or West Ham's greatest. Of course it is because we've never had this much TV money given to us. Other clubs have been spending 30 odd million. Other clubs, our level, like Everton. You can argue that they didn't buy quality players with it, yeah, but they've still spent that money. I swear Swansea last season spent thirty million on a player and went down. So take your claret and blue glasses off and you kiss your ass or kiss the bald's ass whatever off at him and and look at it and go, thirty seven million pounds is a lot of money for West Ham to spend. I hope it's on the right player, and that's all I can say. Okay. Um, I'm going to bring one other player's name in and then I'm going to go to Ian. Yeah, but you can talk about both of them, Ian. So the third person, so I said the two attacking midfielders. The the third one, I'm taking a little bit of a guess here, but I hear they're looking for a Lanzini replacement. Uh, if they spend 37 million, they're not going to spend that much money. I hear it's most likely to be French. Could be a loan, but most likely by Alan Saint Maximim is, is his name from Nice, can play on the right wing or the left wing or in the middle, attacking midfielder, about £20 million, pounds, uh, should do a deal permanently or they might be able to get a loan for him. And that will be the free primary target. So over to you, Ian. So if you can talk about um, Mawson, uh, Anderson and Maximim, do you think Pellegrini's spending the money in the right way? By the way, you add all that up, that's at least £100 million, pounds, by the way. Nigel, 
And they haven't bought a striker yet. Um, look. And they won't. More later. Okay. Well, I think that's very worrying if they're not going to buy a striker. But because I don't, I don't think Hernandez intends to stay. So, um, well, on those three, I've never heard of the last one, the French one. Never heard of him. I don't know what what he does. But the last French player, um, midfield attacking player that we signed, wasn't too bad, was he? Payet. I mean, we all know what happened, but he was somebody that really did light us up in, in that first season. So if we can get somebody that does that, fantastic. Um, I would have thought that Anderson was the Lanzini replacement. I'm, I'm just looking at um, his Wikipedia entry here. It says, I mean, he can do all the things that Lanzini can do. Good dribbler, uh, slender, diminutive, but long-limbed physique, it says. And he does score goals. If you look at his record for Lazio, in the last four seasons, he scored 11 9 5, 8. Now, that's not an easy team. Yeah, that's a lot not of goals. Goal to score goals in for a minute. 11,958. Ha, ha, ha. Who's being facetious <laughs> now? No, he's just been a prick. <laughs> yeah. In your dreams. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nightmares, mate. <laughs> mm. um, so, One, two, three. Back in the room, guys. The room. I think... Um, Anderson is an exciting player. I've never seen him, but from everything that we that I read about him, uh, I have seen a couple of videos. And okay, I know you can just dismiss what's in a video, but he he does look quite a good one. Um, I can we not find any English midfield players? I, I'm not being nationalistic or anything, but I do actually want West Ham to have some English players in their team. And every season that goes past, it's fewer and fewer. And there are plenty of English midfield players out there who can play. Who would you pick? Well, you who would you pick that, in, in that role? Um, well, you see, in that role, I would, I do think Jack Wilshire is somebody who could play well. For, I mean, he did a good job for Arsenal last season. We know he's got the skills. Well, okay, he, he gets injured, but name me a player that doesn't get injured um, at, at the yeah. moment. Um, he, he wouldn't cost... Well, his wages might cost an awful lot. I, he's, uh, it, yeah. uh, he's a free agent, free agent isn't he? Will Shearer is a free agent. We meet his wage demands, and if we can, if we can play, pay a twenty-one-year-old central defender sixty-seven thousand pounds a week, can we not? When we haven't got to pay twenty million pound transfer fee, can we not pay Jack Wilshire more than that? A proven England international, and I, I would go for somebody like him. Um, Jack Grealish uh, is obviously looking to move to a Premier League club. Now, I think his attitude is something of um, that we could talk about, but... Um, he, yeah. I, uh, Pellegrini apparently has a no-nonsense approach yeah, on that. And, and that's, and, and that's uh, fine, but that, there, are, there are English midfield players who I think could fulfil this role. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying we should just buy players because they're English, but um, I do think the crowd like to see a good English player playing for West Ham, and there aren't that many of them at the moment. I think Wilshire's on about, uh, let me just check, I think he's on about 100 grand a well, week. Well, he was offered 100 to stay at Arsenal, and, and I think that... Yeah, he's on 90 at the moment, actually, well, he's a, uh, according well, I to... I think he's actually on 130. Yeah, Is he? And, and they offered him 100, and so because of his injury record, right. they weren't going to pay more than that, and you, which you can understand. Um, yeah, I suspect that. Uh, I mean, he's a West Ham fan as well, isn't he? Well, let, let's remember he is. that. Oh, and, boy, and I do yeah. think that counts yeah. for something. Um, I can't imagine him wanting to go to Crystal Palace. They seem to be the ones that really do want him. Um, so I would hope they would take another look at Jack Wilshire and at, at least sort of give him a proper rigorous medical and try and work out if if there is a real risk there. Yeah. 
and and Mawson for you is 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 that a good? I know you said you don't you don't like. Well, I just automatically would would never sign players from relegated sides, um, particularly defenders, because um, I mean we could go for Shakiri as as the attacking midfielder, I suppose. But yeah, he's he's another one that blows hot and cold. If he's on his game, he's absolutely brilliant. But that only happens once every four or five games, and I think we've had enough players over the years that 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 play like that. Um, I mean, I, I love yeah. players like him. I, 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 that's why I love watching Lanzini's players who can really excite a crowd. And every team needs one or two of those. But I, I just think he's he, he won't defend. We I mean, saw that the other night in the game against Brazil for Switzerland, where um, I mean he was sort of reasonably effective in that game. But he he doesn't track back at all. And I think with with our defensive record, you've got to have players that are willing to do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let's move on to the, the rest of transfer news. Um, as I said, uh, there was talk about getting a big name keeper, but I think since they've pretty much committed nearly £100 million, I'm not sure there's any money to uh, spend another £30 million on a Jack Buckland. Or, or, so I think that, it, it, from what I've been told, it's possible but unlikely that a big name keeper will now come in uh, if if they get all their targets, I equally have been told consistently, time and time again, that a striker is not a priority. So when today Balotelli's come up again with Talk Sport and all the other different strikers have been linked with us, I keep being being told by senior sources, no, 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 striker's not a priority, unless one of our major strikers leaves. So if Andy Carroll is sold, by the way, no bids in for him or Hernandez is sold, then obviously things would change. But as it stands, even if Hugel goes, there would be no but big name striker. But you would have to use the money, I, coming I guess, to, to replace the striker. So if you actually yeah. look, uh, Hugel, you're going to be lucky to get six, seven million for Seven million. Yeah. yeah. Right. What you're going to replace him with. Uh, Hernandez was 16 million by probably unless he does better at the World Cup, he's a start. You, you might recoup your money. You may take a short loss. He's 30, probably going to the States with his next move. Say you get, you get 13 million. Again, what are you going to get top quality-wise there? That's the problem you got. Um, you can let them go, but you're not going to have a lot of money to replace. It could be the loan market that we need to look at there. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You know how to book flights and hotels. 
All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I, th- I, th- I think a lot depends on how Pellegrini wants to line up because, I mean, Arnautovic last season we know was a revelation. I think he did things which none of us thought he was actually capable of playing through the centre. Now, if Pellegrini doesn't want to play him through the centre and wants to put Hernandez through the centre, um, I mean, is Arnautovic going to really want to go back to playing on the left or the right? Uh, I'm not sure he would. Yeah. Um, there's all these rumours about Manchester United wanting him. Well, I'm not sure if they were really ever anything. But I mean, if you can get 50 or £60 million pounds for Arnautovic, they're going to be tempted, aren't they? Yeah. I, I mean... 29. Yeah, no, I mean, if we could get 60 million, but I don't think they are true. In fact, I, I've basically been told, because we, we've already said Sam Byron's and Reed and Hugo and uh, uh, Fernandes, I've been told, all all surplus to requirements. If we got bids on any of them, um, they would be off, okay? We can't shift any of them at the moment, I've been told, even though we're talking... Obiang would be another one. Obiang has been linked with, uh, but but no, they do want Obiang. Um, apparently, they're not keen on on letting him go. He was linked with Florentina or, or one of yeah. those recently. But, I mean, if you get 20, 20 million for Obiang, or maybe a bit more, I mean that would that would be a decent profit. And I do think we look, we've got quite a few midfield players. Uh, yeah. you've got Josh Cullen, I think, deserves um, a bit more of a, a chance. You've got, um, I mean, I know we, we've. Their defenders, but we, I mean, let's forget, not forget, Reese Oxford, Reese Burke still there. Um, I think it's unlikely that either of them are going to stay, and either of them will actually be given a chance, which I, I regret. But um, I think Reese Oxford still wants to go back to Germany, doesn't he? Well, that's, that's a good link to our next section, which is a pre season trip to Switzerland. Uh, they're staying in the five star hotel. Where's the link? The link is that. Pellegrini is taking all of those players to Switzerland to check them out. So he will not Why sanction... Does that link with Reese Oxford going to Germany? Well, it, it links in that Reese Oxford and the youngsters are being given a proper look by Pellegrini before he will sanction any sales or any loans out to any other club. So he's taking six youngsters with him to Switzerland. They're staying at the Grand Resort Bag Rag Ragazats. Oh, I can't say it. Um, they're, they're going out on the 1st of July. They're there between the 2nd and the 13th of July, uh, playing one game close to Zurich. Now, this is who he's taking with him. So he's picked six youngsters. So, so Terry Wesley gave him a dossier and memory stick full of footage of particular youngsters and dossier. And the six youngsters he's chosen, 
is Reese Oxford, Marcus Brown, Josh Pask, Nathan Holland, Martin Samuelson, and Tony Martinez are all going with the first team to Switzerland. He wants to give a really close look at those six um, to decide whether they should be in the first squad, whether they should be sold, or whether they should go out on loan. You'll note there that Reese Burke is is not one of them in in, in that list. Well, Reese Burke's um, got to be twenty two, twenty three now. He ain't going to make it. It's a shame he's a new boy, he's a West Ham boy. I don't think I he's been given a fair crack at the whip. No, that's what all the people say. That's what they said about Lee. Uh, who, who was that striker that they said? And no, Lee... you're thinking Oliver Lee. No, Lee uh, Elliot Lee. Elliot Lee, Elliot Lee. Oh yeah, Freddie Sears, Elliot Lee. You know, he was never given a proper chance. He's going to make it. He's going to be a big star. What What happened to those two in They've the end? They've just been promoted with Luton. To where? League One. Yeah. Well, he wasn't given a chance, was he? So he had a job down well, the well, league. But if he was that good, he would just move up the leagues and he would be oh, playing for another Premier League. Because Luton, with Dan Potts, with Elliot Lee, with Oliver Lee, with Marich Stepp yeah. in goal... Ex West Ham, yeah, West Ham, all so, West Ham cast off. They all play Luton. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, some Luton guys there. Uh, some West Ham guys at Luton, isn't he? Um, in the directors. Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. Who it is. Um, but you, you know what I'm saying, right? None of who who have they let go that's really made it. But the thing is, Ray right Allen. Uh, every who. <laughs> Ray Atten. He was good. <laughs> Should never let him uh, go. Every uh, time Reese Burke has played that I've seen for West Ham, he's actually done really well, even though they have always played him out of position. Um Reese Oxford, um I just think he, he is a, such a skillful player. And I know there's questions over his attitude and all the rest of it. But yeah. um has have they really treated him properly after making that fantastic debut, played six or seven games, didn't disappoint in any of them. I mean, okay, made the odd mistake, but then anybody at that age is going to. And then they kind of just dropped him and he was never heard of again for a season. Well, they paid him 20... All right, so let's talk about the elephant in the room with with um, and not not Nigel, but Reese Oxford. Um, <laughs> he was paid 20 grand a week. That seems to have spoilt him. The attitude, the desire, the hunger. Many have said, look, I don't know the guy, but I, I've been told a lot that he's gone. And they they desperately don't want to do... I know a lot has been said about uh, Declan Rice. They don't want to make the same mistake as Declan Rice. I know some people will say he's, he was only offered eight grand a week. I've been told repeatedly by separate sources it was more than that. Uh, it was 15 grand a week plus another 15 grand in appearances would take it to 30 grand. Now I know a lot of people say that's still not enough, um, but they don't want to spoil him. They don't want to make the same mistakes they made with Reese Oxford. No, whereas what, what they're doing, Sean is completely demotivating him. Um, uh, and look, I get it. That I mean, we're talking about huge sums yeah. of money here. You think for a twenty-one-year-old to be on fifteen grand a week? Well, he ought to be grateful for it. That—that's what a lot of people will think. But he—he was—he was second in the Player of the Year. Award, he was, wasn't he, last last season? Um, and I think everyone wants him to be successful. Uh, 
I think it's a crying shame that if if the shenanigans that have gone on over the last few weeks over his contract offer do end up in him leaving, I I just think that would be criminal. Well, let let me just put it aside from the other side, because I think we've heard lots of friends. Funny enough, I know someone who knows Declan Rice. So my electrician at work is one of his cousins. He's Irish. Now, he probably has about 200 (laughs) cousins. He he shows me his mobile phone, the electrician, and goes, ah, here's me and Declan. That, that's my Irish impression, by the way. And um, okay. and he, did it so he well. will show, huh? He did it so well. Yeah, and he, he will show you. You know, he showed me a picture of him and Declan. He said, yeah, you know, and this was before. To be fair, this was before even Declan started playing for us. He said, "Oh, good, 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 good Irish boy. Good parents coming to you." So, Declan, we all know, uh, rose to stardom very quickly uh, through injuries. He's on three grand a week. That's very well publicised. But what's not publicised, and and sometimes you don't hear the other side, is he's already on 10 grand an appearance. So every time he played, and he played 38 times, he got another 10 grand. Now, I know in in the terms of everyone else, you go, okay, so he got another 380 grand. But that's a lot more than any of the other boys in, in uh, in the academy. Uh, on top but of he's his not in the academy, he's now in the first team. Well, he is at the moment. If you, sorry, I'm, if he's on three grand a week, yeah. playing alongside I don't know Angela Ogbonna, who's probably on thirty or forty is, grand yeah. a week, consistently outperforming him as well. Um, I would be pretty pissed off if I was earning a fraction of that person as well. It's just, it's not right. It doesn't matter what his age is. He's proved that he's a first team player. Virtually every game he played in last season, he was either the player of the man of the match or second or third. There's only one or two games where he did make some mistakes. But I mean, I don't think any of us blame him for those because he's he's only, what is it, 19? Um, I, I... you cannot this is this is a case of man management and they've proved consistently that they're not very good at that and sometimes players it, do, it doesn't matter that they're all on this fantastic money they do need to feel appreciated they do do need to feel loved a bit and i i think the events of the last couple of weeks have really demotivated him from the comments that I've seen and, and from what, what you've been writing i, I think it's well just, i'm going to say my last sure. bit on this to try and put the other side number one uh, he's got a new agent who's trying to prove a name for himself and impress his, his client, right? I'm told that by everyone in the club who's met Declan Rice, he's a really nice guy, not argumentative. Everyone loves to be around him. He just wants to play football, right? It, it's not about the money for him. So I'm going to use a cliche, greedy agent, blah, blah, blah. Secondly, Pellegrini has not put his foot behind the desk, right? He's been in Chile. He's been in Spain. He doesn't get behind a desk until next Monday, the 25th of June. So everything has to be run by the manager. And if the manager hasn't been at a desk to actually sit down and say to Declan, right, let's talk about your future. Let's not just believe everything that's in the in the papers and how far the contract talks have gone or haven't gone. There's still time. And the third thing and this is the most contentious, is that he was thrown into a situation and we all know he made a number of mistakes during last season. I will ask you, with signing the two centre-backs we've signed, will he, will he get as many games next season? The answer's probably no. 
And the question I'm going to ask both of you before I get shouted down is, should he go out for a season in the championship? No, he shouldn't. Absolutely and, not. And one of the big teams, maybe even a loan to Swansea as part of the deal for Mawson, no, just for one season. Absolutely not, because... Even if he only played 20 games in the Premier League, he's going to learn far more from that than playing 40 games in the, in the Championship, in, in my view. Um, he, we know that he can play as a defensive midfielder as well. We haven't seen him there that often, but whenever he's done that, he's performed brilliantly. Um, I, I don't want to see him go out on loan because I think a lot of these players that go out on loan, you just never hear from them again. And um, I think he will learn far more from the other players if he stays around. And uh, I'm not saying he should be an automatic first choice, although I think there might there is a case for that. Um, but he, as I say, he can play in the two different positions. I'd keep him in the first team and give him as many games as possible. Yeah. Okay. Uh, quickly, Nigel, your view on it before we move on, because we want to talk about the World Cup and quickly go to question time. We said we'd be in half an hour one, and we're yeah. already probably going on for an hour. I mean, my view, Declan Rice, is there's so many different layers to it, unfortunately, and it changes as each signing comes along. Um, is it right that a teenager is had money thrown at them? No, it's not right. We should learn our lessons from... We all complain about Reese Oxford going off the rails because he got his 20 grand. Therefore, you could say... Well, actually, not paying debt content 20 grand a week is the right thing. You have to draw the line somewhere. But then you've got someone who's not played any Premier League football that's just a year older or, or, or whatever it is that's now walked into the club, been given £2 million to sign a contract and has been given nearly 70 grand a week. So if Declan yeah. gets paid 20 grand a week, he's earning three times less than a player who's done nothing for the club. So actually, it brings on the old mantra that a lot of players go by is, which I was told when I went through my apprenticeship was, and I did it. Don't hang around at the company, you do your apprenticeship. As soon as I finish my apprenticeship, I quit because they'll never value yeah. it. They'll always shortchange yeah. you. And, and that is a fact of life. Can I just interrupt a second to tell you that I've just had a tweet from Callum Best, who I'm on the right stuff with tomorrow morning. And what did he say? See you tomorrow, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I've, I've got a story about Callum Best and my sister-in-law, but I can't oh, yeah. really say sure. it. No, I can't say it on air. Did he shag her? I'm not going to say it. Well, don't I think I... we all know he did now. <laughs> I mean, bloody hell, as soon as the words Callum Best and a female, we all know what it is. It's all he does. Uh, what else does he do? Yeah. No comment. Uh, no comment. Yeah. No comment. You'll have to ask him. Uh, <laughs> I'll DM you his, her name and see if. Uh... Get your back um, down, Callum. Let's have a look. Right. So let's move on to the World Cup. Uh, well, we've all been watching the World Cup. I know Nigel has, and I know you have at least a bit, um, Ian. Obviously, I watched all seven games at the weekend, but the, the, all the games are timed like during the week, so I can't watch any of them. I get home at about quarter past eight, so I just see about the second half of the seven o'clock one. But uh, uh, I did see the whole of the second half of the England game, though, and I watched the first half on my phone on the train, which actually worked. Yeah. I bet, I bet uh, your partner loves you at home, doesn't he? Just, just, just watching... Back-to-back -back football all the, weekend. The, the word football in our house usually has the word bloody in front of it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I've just got away with what I can. But uh, I, know, I know Nigel's a master of his own destiny, so he probably watches every single game. Um, 
yeah, I, I, I found the time when I get in from work, so that means the football's on the laptop or on the phone. Yeah. And then 7 o'clock, I uh, plonk myself in front of the telly, evict everybody else, make them sod off and watch Love Island or whatever that brain-dead crap is. <laughs> and um, I can watch the football, and then after the football's finished, I get to watch it again on Match of the Day. While I'm sticking so my in. Let me talk about So, obviously, we've seen, we've seen Mario... Uh, playing that 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 wonderful game that was the game of the uh, the, the tournament so far. Hernandez played in Mexico in that wonderful game, far better than he played for West Ham. Chiarty, we didn't really see him today because uh, he only played for three minutes. Fabianski was left on the bench. Um, the one thing I've told, uh, I've been tipped off by one of my sources, is the Mexican international from Porto, Miguel Alangan, uh, who, who who did very well against Germany. Uh, our new director of football has been tracking him for a while, likes him, is impressed with him. And he's available for 5 million euros. Uh, so so that could be a steal. So my question to you two guys, starting with you, Ian, is, is there anyone that you've seen that you'd like to play for West Ham? Beyond the obvious. I mean, let's, let's not go Ronaldo. Or, you know, within our budget, is, is anyone that stood out for you? Um... Well, the fact that I can't think of anyone <laughs> says no. Um, no, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of the games that I watched at the weekend. As does think any of those would. And, and honestly, I, I, there's no one that has stood out where you automatically think, yeah, they, they would really fit in uh, with us. Um, I mean, you look... Well, the, actually, the Portuguese team, you look, Cavalio, who I, we've obviously talked about before, um, but I think he's off to an Italian yeah. side, isn't he? I reckon so. Yeah, he's off to Inter Milan on a free. I see that ending in tears, though. I do see they're going. There being some FIFA great big argument yeah. about how he can just well, cancel his contract, along with the um, the goalkeeper who, who's going to Wolves. So, um, yeah, I, I don't see how you can do that. Just, just um, deviating for a second, I'm just looking sure. on a Sports Twitter feed, and they've got a statement from Jack Wilshire who says, "I can confirm that I will be leaving Arsenal." where my contract expires at the end of June. And then he goes to explain uh, why he's doing that and why he really wants to stay. But they've basically let him down. And how he's a lifelong West Ham fan. He hasn't actually mentioned that. but uh... <laughs> <laughs> Nigel, come up with a name. Come on, come up with a name. You, you're, you're now the head scout for West Ham. Who, who, who do you think we should sign? Maguire. Ah, oh, do you know what? Yeah, Other people have said that today. He did have a good game. When he brought the ball out from the back, he always seemed to move the ball. He always seemed to look forward, where a lot of England players seem to look sidewards and backwards. Um, it was like a tribute match for, for Ray Wilkins, uh, some of our passing in the midfield. Ray would have slotted right in with his crab-like passing. Um <laughs> When when Maguire got the ball, he seemed to want to run. He just seemed to lack that confidence, actually, when he got near the box, what to do with it. Because I think sometimes he could have carried on running with it. But yeah, mm. Maguire... I think I misjudged him in that match because I, I said, I, I tweeted sort of at the end of it what I thought about different players. And I just thought Maguire, he, he, he misplaced too many passes for my liking. But everyone else disagreed and said, no, 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 you, you really need to look at that again. And I, I, I've watched it over again and they're absolutely right I think you're right he defensively he was great in the air and he, he's an absolute massive guy isn't he I didn't realise how big he was unfortunately you've got to feel sorry for clubs Leicester's a, a, a club 
they'll do well to hold on to him if he keeps playing like that in the World Cup. Yeah, they will do. I'll tell you what I had a problem with yesterday watching England. Number one is having to cheer so many Spurs players <laughs> in one team, oh. and having to cheer Harry Kane goals just oh, really it leaves a lump in the throat. I totally wrong. disagree with you. Yeah, that is I really you know, do. That, that second goal when that cross came in, you saw it come oh. off Maguire's head, and I saw this little player by the goal, and and I thought, please let it be Harry Kane, and it was Harry Kane. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Well, I tell you what, and Huey may kill me for this. He was really upset when Harry Kane scored. Do you know why? Because he'd had a big bet at three to one on the draw. Well, he's a traitor. Tony's he, uh, a traitor. And he is. Well, he said to me, "I said, come on, you wanted England to win." He said, "No, I didn't. I wanted to win my bet." He said, "At the end of the day, England are not going to win this thing. They're going to go out. So I might as well win a few quid on wow. on a, on my draw." And I said, "Well, that's slightly um, not patriotic." No, really but there's a lot of people that say club over country. Um, and, and it does it does annoy me a bit the Spurs thing, and it shouldn't do because I should just get behind England. But, how but in the second half, Spurs fans treated West Ham players like. That? How would you feel? If well, Spurs... they do probably. They probably did in nineteen sixty six. But hang on, let me finish. Let me finish. In the second half, we played so poorly, and I'm sitting in a room with John. Right, I'm sitting in John's front room, and we've got probably about twenty people in there. They're mostly Chelsea fans. There's some Man United. Arsenal fans, etc. You know, everyone except West Ham, just me and John West Ham. And we're watching the game second half where we just couldn't finish and everything. And when we, me and John said to them, see, now you know what it's like to support West Ham. All the promise and everything and moving around, but yet none of the action <laughs> and all the disappointment. And they went, yeah, yeah, we see what you mean now. It must be awful. You say we played terribly in the second half. It wasn't terrible at all. It's just that we couldn't finish. We just couldn't no, finish. Tunisians played with every man behind the ball. It, it's some of the yeah, best teams in the world still struggle against. And and you know other excuses. It was hot. There were midges. No, yeah, I'm, and all I'm that. Blah blah blah. I'm, all I'm saying is, when a team defends and is organised, and that is their tactic. I mean, let's look at the penalty. Come on. Yeah. That was never yeah. a penalty. Anyway, we, we, we need to move on. We're going to... And Rashford and Loftus cheat when they came on. I thought they were absolutely yeah. superb. We're, we're already at the hour mark, so uh, it's time for this, which is your key, Nigel. <laughs> yes, it's Facebook... Twitter question time and this is where Nigel uh, does far better pronunciations than I ever would with all the names. Nigel, over to you. Uh, yes. So, Sean posted impromptu podcast tonight with Nigel, Sean and Ian Dow. Who we will be discussing, sorry, award winning Ian Dow, we should say. A proper award winning, not like the Mickey Mouse stuff. Thank you very much. We will be discussing our latest signings, Issa Diop. It's a deal who sounds like it's from Star Wars. Transfer news, pre-season schedule, and a little bit about the World Cup, which you've just heard, with a West Ham slant. Uh, questions, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, Miriam Williams, my mate Ramolas. Uh, also, as Doddy has mentioned, Barami, did we ever get the money for him when he left us? No. No. Oh, that's right. That was a big, um, that was a big argument, didn't it? Who did he go to? Yep. No. Some. Uh, uh, some. He played well. The other came night, from a Swiss actually. team. Yeah. No, we didn't get the he money. He played well with Switzerland. He, he he did his usual 
kicked yeah. everyone till he got booked and then they took him off. Um, Alex and McFarland, evening. Pleased with the new signing as it's a position we really needed to fill. Centre of defence, only 25 years old. Let's hope this Issa Diop has a bright future. Only 25 years old. You've aged him, Alex. I think he's 21. Eve, he's 21, standard yeah. Today said we have bid £7 million for Fabianski and the deal should be completed Wednesday. Uh, I think it's That's back. correct. I think it's completed already. Um, it's completed already. P.S. Nige, I am Scottish. You're sharp. Right, okay. That's good. Okaida new. Uh, Darren Kitchen. Uh, cheeky bid for Harry Maguire wouldn't go on this. See, I should have read these earlier. You read this before, actually. yeah. Any news on Lanzini forecasted return? Yes, uh, 1919, uh, around August, I think. Uh, is Ian making a bid for the QT vacancy? Oh, uh, uh, are you going to replace Dimbleby? Well, there yeah. seems to be massive demand on Twitter for me to do so from all of seven people. So, naturally, no, it's quite, no, it actually quite a lot more. I was really quite surprised. But uh, they, they will appoint a woman. I can guarantee you that. And I, I mean, I wouldn't say oh, really? the answer. I mean, I'd love to do it, obviously. But uh, I also think, having been on it a couple of months ago, I don't think they'd pick somebody who's been a panelist. Well, Kirsty? Who, 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 who would they choose? Kirsty Walt seems to be the favourite. Um, I think Emily Maitlis would be my choice if I was going no. to pick a woman. I think. No, too soft. No, you've got to have somebody who's got a good sense of humour, and she she certainly has, and she would she would hold them to account. Uh, Victoria Derbyshire, Kirsty Young, I think they're both in for it. But uh, all middle class, you need yeah. you need a bit of working class patter on there. I think. Shut up, you. Next, <laughs> yeah. No, your question's crap. Next, it's a, it's an easy job to do. To be fair, shouldn't they get someone? I know Alistair Campbell yeah. or something. Isn't he your mate? I'm very friendly with Alistair, but um, I don't think you could have Alistair Campbell presenting a panel show like that. It would be 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 fun. Or or Donald Trump. Donald Trump. (laughs) Donald Trump would be hilarious. Actually, Piers Morgan would be a bloody good choice. I'll tell you what. I I think Piers Morgan. As Nigel knows, I appear on Good Morning Britain um, with increasing regularity. He did send (laughs) a clip. clip. When I was taking on this clip. on Spotty Dick. <laughs> yeah, no one else can have seen that because it was like that's six o'clock in the morning. That's, or see, that's what so. I thought because I always used to turn down going on Good Morning Britain because I thought oh, whoever watches television at six o'clock in the morning, you would be astonished at the feedback I get. Housewives, it is housewives. It's normal people watch that program, whereas of course everybody in politics thinks yeah. that oh, we should be listening to the Today program or watching the Daily Politics or whatever. It's normal people listen to watch Good Morning Britain, and Piers Morgan and Susanna Reid are, are absolutely brilliant at that. Um, Richard Madeley, however, when I was on the other week, um, I didn't like very much. Um, oh, I, I did a podcast the other day called Desert Island Dicks where you have to say all the things that you hate. And he was one of the people that I chose to hate. So oh. that'd be a good West Ham one. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, Nigel. Let's not, let's not digress too Lewis, much. <laughs> Lewis, yeah, there you go. You can do that, uh, Nigel. Lewis Trap. good to have you back, guys. The last deal we had was known as the wardrobe. Oh, yeah, Papa Dupa, or whatever his name was. Yeah, uh, Papa Dupa. Uh, was known as the wardrobe, so let's hope he's the same. Flippy Ansky, or Flappy Ansky, 
<laughs> is Flappy Hansky. He's the funny. most exciting yeah. goalkeeper signing, but he is decent nonetheless. I see West Ham rambles, hashtag Twitter. I've been slagging Sean off this week. Uh, I've stuck up for him as their claims are false. What, did they, what have they said then, Sean? They said, oh, look, I'm getting the normal. Well, funny you should talk about Alistair Campbell because they accused me of being the Alistair Campbell of the West Ham world, which I'll take as a compliment. I like Alistair Campbell. Um, they say I'm a spin doctor uh, for, for Sullivan and that everything I'm doing on Twitter and on Clarence and Hugh is just spinning for Sullivan and Gold, as they call them, the comms, to get, you know, oh, we went for Pastor, but we didn't quite get there and... And everything else. So there's there's a, a there's a small number of people you know who you are, who um who who constantly go after me. I'm sure you know this feeling, Ian, on on social media, where they just go after <laughs> you and they're like constant trolls. Uh, I just I just have to mention Brexit. Oh, just I just so like, it's, it's just walked off the docks back. And, and and Lewis Lewis stood up for me. I don't ask people to stand up for me, but he stood up for me and asked them to listen to the podcast. So there you go. So thanks, Lewis. So, well done, Lou. Checks in the post. Uh, he said, "I'm not." He said, "Listen to the podcast." He's not as sycophantic as you think he is about the board. No, that's what he says in public. You should see him in private. Dave <laughs> <laughs> said this, and Dave said that. And anyway, let's hope the signings keep coming, lads. And thanks for the podding. Nice to have Nigel as a Facebook friend too. You're welcome. If you like me and you know where I am on Facebook, feel free to add me. The night too will be. You add anyone, yeah. Okay. Uh, Nick Harvey, I've decided not to worry or get excited about transfers. Well done, Nicholas. Another same person. And just see what we have a squad come August. Still some key positions to be filled, but let's trust Pellegrini. World Cup has been enjoyable so far. Some good games. No teams really stand out. Could be one of about six teams who lift the trophy. Nice to have an impromptu episode two podcast. This is rather short at this time of year. Well, you could always try the other West End podcast, um, otherwise known as the Stop Hammer Time, who I believe are podcasting. There is another one, or I can't think of it. Or West Ham Way, or or um, the American podcast. The American. Don't start. I've heard he's rather good. Well, I've not because I, yeah. I do listen to it. I do listen to all the podcasts. Good, good, good. I'm glad. Move on. Um, by the way, it's not called Silly Season for the reason. And people get really upset when we're writing stories on tweeting stuff out and really take it too seriously when I'm hinting and everything. If you don't like it, don't read it or, or don't follow me. It's just entertainment. Silly Season, the whole rumour, counter-rumour, another rumour, fully changing. It's all part of the entertainment of the transfer Without window. going off, can I just and point out what a stupid thing you just said? If you don't like it, don't read it. How do you know you're not going to like it until you've read it? I don't know. I don't know. But we've lost Ian again. Oh, fuck. Anyway, carry right. on. Simon Pope. Will the new man step straight in and play centre-back? Does this mean the end of Reed? Um, well, we discussed this yeah, earlier, possibly. didn't we? And it it probably does mean the end of Reed. Chris Hooper. Blimey, there's a lot of people commenting tonight, isn't it? 
The signing of Diop means nice. Oh, sorry, rice. My eyes are shot to pieces. I'll start again. Sorry, Chris. The signing of Diop means rice will be our holding midfield player, a position that is desperately needed. No place for Noble now. That, that's not a bad shout, actually. We didn't really talk about that, did we? Pushing um, Declan forward into centre mid. It could be our Canton. Yeah, no. I've, obviously, he's played there for um, for yeah. uh, Ireland. So, so it could be yeah, his future. Might... Um, ben, ben Ashelford, do we know what's happening with Rice? Uh, hoping we find the balance of giving him and what he deserves, but not doing an Oxford also. Yeah. Well, I think we talked about Rice quite a lot tonight, so I, I hope we've covered it. He is unhappy. There is a lot of... We need to know, does he have an uncle called Ben, though? So that's... that's why, why, who's asking that? Well, me. I'd like to know. Has he got an uncle called why, Ben? Why do you want to know that? Oh, Uncle Ben's Rice. Oh, right. Okay. I was going to say, I nearly fell for that because yeah. I nearly said, I'll ask my electrician next time I see him. Yeah, you do that. Has he got an yeah, Uncle Ben? Have you got ben? an Uncle... Yeah. Yeah, has Declan got an Uncle Ben? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that would have made me look really silly. Yeah, it would have done. And a cousin Vesta. Anyway, hi, boys. Oh, Richard Dodds, Dodsy. Hi, boys. Uh, good to see a podcast back uh, where you surprised like me to see Barami still playing. I thought he retired years ago. I think he's about 33. Yeah. But he was, uh, there is a few old ones, stickable. isn't there, in, in, yeah. in, in the, in the World Cup? I mean, yeah. I was surprised to see Font to... Uh, <laughs> In in Portugal yeah. as well. He did well, didn't they? They only conceded three. Yeah. Um, but he was still doing a good job for Switzerland. Also, what do you think to going with a formation of four two three one formation with the little Mexican as the front man and Arnie, Antonio and Lanzini behind? Well, you won't see Lanzini again yeah. this season. Uh, if all fit or hit. I don't know. I, I'm going to leave it. Last but not least. I'm going to leave it to... Whatever um, happened. Uh, Pellegrini. Go on. All right. Last but not least, what happened to all the protests? And as and as asked before, what do you think is the way forward to me? The, the Lildo brothers seem to have got away with it and she still is on the board doing her son Shiite. Oh, aren't we all past that? Isn't it water under the bridge now? No. We haven't got enough no, time to discuss that tonight. Time, that's, that's for during the season, but... But at the end of the day, don't matter what they do, they still need to consider yeah. their position. Yeah. Marion's back again, or perhaps he posted this first, the second one was the second. Do you think we should try push the boat out and try and buy the bloke and Andes who plays for Mexico? Looks a far better player than our Mexican bench warmer. Also, am I the only one who would be glad to see Vantonio leave? Um, I think I think they've said they want to keep Antonio now, and and Pellegrini does. Um, well, with a new manager, it's it's everybody gets a clean book, don't they? You forget about what you yeah, did last season. Yeah, the, the behind the scenes tantrums, possibly allegedly, and see what he does. As for Hernandez, it was funny. He did look rather good up front on his own. Even though he didn't score the goal, he he played. You know, he he was the definite assist, uh, and um, yeah, it it does make you wonder. The, pro- the only problem about 
playing him up front there through the middle for me is if it pushes Arnautovic out. Yeah. Because Arnautovic did all his best work playing down yeah. the middle, and I think that is a problem. So I think that's it. I'm, we're going to say goodbye from Ian because he's had a technical problem and dropped off from, from Tunbridge Wales. So it's goodbye from Ian. Goodbye. Um, it's goodbye from Nigel. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Uh, goodbye. Come on, you irons. That is the wrong jingle to go out on, isn't it? It's this one. You've done it wrong again. That's because we trust you. Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast. This is the right one. See, it's more professional, not like the other one. Be right in the final oh, mix. Yeah. Come on, you irons. Bye. Come on, John. Sort it out. Earn your money. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.